This episode of the podcast is brought to you by peeing over exactly where your dog pee to assert dominance over him. Zach came up with that one. Get over there! Go back there, man! Get over there, will ya? He wants to kill me so bad he can taste it. I'm always gonna kill you. Erica! Erica! Will ya? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast, the only podcast that has a has done a really fucking up, horrible, really robbery. bad bank robbery. <laughs> uh, I'm Frank. I'm Zach. And today we are doing 1975's Dog Day Afternoon. Mm-hmm. This is right off of the high that was The Godfather, Part One and Part Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Al Pacino went and made this movie, and. Uh, uh, what's his name? The other guy, Robert De Niro, made yeah. <laughs> uh, Taxi Driver. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, um, just people in their prime. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a movie uh, written, uh, written, uh, basically based off of a magazine. Yeah. Um, article that was written about like the true story of this. Uh, they changed some names around because mm-hmm. of for, obviously like, for for some uh, reasons. But uh, yeah, it's kind of weird. Like it's kind of a unique thing where you know most films. If it's based off of something, it's a book. Yeah. Right? It's never based off of a magazine article. <laughs> like, it's well, so, it's so, like, oddly specific. Well, I think this did a good job, too, where it's like, because we've talked about this before. Like, I fucking hate, like, autobiographical movies. Like, something that, like, came out that was, like, a true story. Yeah. Usually has, like, the worst ending possible. Yeah. And, like, this, had I not known that this was a true story, I would have been just like, hey, this is a really good film. Yeah. But because it was a true story, I was like, wow. You actually gave me something that was interesting. <laughs> uh, so this was directed by Sidney Lumet, who like is kind of notorious for being uh, a really intense director. Mm-hmm. Uh, he like requires a lot from his actors. He really, really like works his actors actors really hard. And Pacino almost didn't want to do it because he just finished The Godfather yeah. and he was like, I kind of want to relax. <laughs> he actually wanted to go out and do some like theater. Oh, really? And then he he read the script and he was like, I got to fucking do this. Mm -hmm. Um, So that all being said, you have Al Pacino who plays Sonny. You have John Cazale, who, in my opinion, the man is in like, he's only been in like five movies. Deer Hunter too, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's... And every film that he's been in has been nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. Like, he only does Best Pictures, but he's never gotten a nomination. Hmm. Uh uh, And he plays um, Sal, who is like Sonny's partner in the bank robbery. Mm -hmm. You have... Kind of like your bank, uh, the guy, like the bank manager who, uh, is his name is Mulvaney, who is played by, uh, Sully Boyer, Bo- Boyer, 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 Chef Boyardee. Yes. Son. Uh, you have Charles Durning who plays Moretti mm-hmm. and he's like, you know, your, yeah. your main cop, your detective, your standard your, cop. <laughs> he's, he's great though. I, yeah. I, I love him a lot. Uh, and then, really, the only other person that I really, really cared about was Penelope Allen, who plays um, Sylvia, mm-hmm. and she is kind of like the the mother of all of these girls in in this bank. Yeah. She's kind of the one that like refuses to leave until this is over. Um, and I actually really respect that about her. Mm-hmm. I think that she's got like a really she's she's very like strong headed. Yes. Uh, and I really really appreciated that about because you wouldn't see like in most times where it's like you're being held at gunpoint for her to be like, oh, what are you doing? Like you can't even hold that thing properly. Yeah. And it's like, wow, like you uh you're really playing with fire here, aren't you? Yeah. So instead of reading kind of like the uh the IMDb um kind of like what this film is about description. 
I want to read the poster because the Ooh. poster is perfect. Okay. The poster says the robbery should have taken 10 minutes. Four hours later, the bank was like a circus sideshow. Eight hours later, it was it was the hottest thing on live TV. Twelve hours later, it was history, and it's all true. <laughs> that's pretty good. It's like okay, that's a that's yeah. a perfect uh, description of what this film is. Mm-hmm. It's literally about a bank robbery that was literally supposed to be in and out, and then it just turns into a massive, literally like a circus. Yeah, and that's the one like besides the many praises that I want to give this film. One of the major things that I think this film does so well is showing the absolute chaos that is a bank robbery. Yes. Like even down to like like Sonny just trying to get the gun out of like the flower box. <laughs> it's so funny, but it's like it it's like actual chaos of just trying to get a gun yeah. out of a box. But like even when the police show up oh and, my God. and the crowds are, are outside and they're chanting and they're chanting and then you have the iconic Attica mm-hmm. and like everybody's just losing their minds and then it and then it turns into like he is becoming like a spokesman for um, homosexuals and yeah. transgenders, which I don't. I I feel like most people, if they know about Dog Day Afternoon, kind of like as as you probably knew about it, is you knew that it was a bank robbery film. I don't know if you knew that it, there's actually like this whole subplot of homosexuality. I did and, not, and and I feel like that is so interesting, mm-hmm. and I think that that's one of the beautiful things about this movie is because. You think that it's a standard, uh, you know, bank bank heist film, and it actually is really rich with characters. Oh yeah, I noticed that immediately. I was like, wow, there are dozens of layers to Sal oh, yeah. or Sunny. Yeah, and I was like, wow, this is insane. And like the whole idea of like him literally doing this bank robbery because he's trying to afford a sex change operation for his lover, mm-hmm. not his wife because he is married yes. and has children, but then he also got married again to a man. Yes. And, and, and she, because that's what, that's what she identifies as is, uh, born a man, but believes that she is, you know, was told that, you know, she's a, a woman trapped in a man's body. Mm-hmm. And that's a whole nother thing. Yeah. Cause what is this movie came out in 75, 75 and it takes place in what? Like, 78 like obviously 70s but like that's a big deal in that time era yeah like this is around the time where it's like literally there were laws in place where if two same sex people are just like holding hands kissing in public they can get arrested for it yeah and now you have like this whole movie that like because it's like two hours long an hour into the film has taken on like a whole other subsection yeah it's it's really cool. Yeah, it's really cool. I've, I've never seen this movie before. I literally just knew about like the Attica thing. Right. Yeah. Um. So it was really cool, like seeing like a bunch of different things. I feel like I have way more praises of this film than I have cons. So right. I feel like I just want to get the cons out of the way first. Mm-hmm. Um. Because I'm assuming you have very little as well. Yeah. Um. Not really a con to the movie. It, so this don't even a, mention it. Well, it's a personal. Moving thing. on to the next. <laughs> I don't like the city. The city, like from the beginning, I'm like the city looks fucking horrible. I yeah, hate the city's always horrible. I hate being there. I think it's Brooklyn. This place oh, that it just takes place in garbage. Yeah, not really, but like it's just garbage. Yeah, it's to funny because Je- Je- I show I was showing Jess the film, and 
the I love I love the B roll in the beginning of the movie. It feels like a fucking eighties sitcom. Yeah, and, and it was like, what is this and, movie? And, and he just kind of like, I mean, the you know, Lumet Lumet just kind of fucking went around and was just filming like people in 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 their natural environment. And you know, th- th- that's like real. Like those are not actors. That is him just running around with a camera essentially. Yeah, and. I, I said to Jess, I was like, wow, New York City was always a shithole, huh? Because like, <laughs> you just see all the garbage on the streets and like, it's just like, man, it's just, nope, not no. for me. Oh, God. <laughs> I could never, ever live there. Um, the big thing, I, I guess it's a, kind of a spoiler because we'll get there eventually. But like, I was actually a little disappointed in that Sal was the one to be killed at the end and not Sonny. I, listen, I Based get it. It's not a true story. Listen, I get it. It's a true story. I just feel like the film would have had like a little bit more impact. a little bit more yeah it would have i kind of like the idea of of sunny being the sole survivor because he has to live with it like this is all his idea mm-hmm. this is his big plan he's doing this for the people that he loves and 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 he's and now and now he's got his you know i, I don't they don't you don't really know exactly sal's relationship to sunny like how long mm-hmm. they've known each other but it seems like they're like best friends yeah um because clearly he convinced him enough to do this. But Sal's also like a psychopath. Yeah, um, like when, when he was like, hey, listen, I know you said like we're going to start like sending out bodies. I just wanted to know I'm yeah. ready for it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, Sonny, you may have picked the wrong guy here, man. So like Sal is, you don't really know like how long they've known each other. But clearly they're, you know, they know each other well enough that he was able to convince him to do this for him. And, and he's willing to like be a ride or die for him. Yeah. So I, I I personally like the idea of of Sal being the one that gets killed because because when he gets pulled away on the stretcher, Sonny just like looks at him and he sees the body getting pulled away and like now he has to live with the fact that like this is all his doing. I know, but I feel like if both of them had died or at least just Sonny, he could have been more of like this martyr type situation for everything that he has been doing. Like even like the emotional thing of like writing out his will. It's like you're yeah. kind of you're kind of foreshadowing that like he's gonna get shot at yeah. some point, and it's like he how he now has like everything in place for like his family. Yeah. Um, other than that, I think this movie was great. It's pretty much I, flawless. I think, <laughs> I think like the only other like small little thing I was like, wow, it's it's like a comical amount of cops, like an actual yeah. busload of cops <laughs> twice being brought in. Yeah. It's like you don't need this many. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so other than that, though, let's 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 get it. Amazing, like Sonny, like Al Pacino's performance in this, very very charismatic. Like you forget by maybe like twenty minutes in that he's supposed to be the bad guy that he's robbing a bank. Yeah, like you completely forget that. You fall in love with the fact that like you know he is your main character. Right. Um, and I I think again like the layers to him are like really really important where. You know, you you get, like, this whole thing where in the beginning it's kind of just, like, you don't exactly know why he's he's robbing the bank. And he kind of, like, subsides a little bit where he's like, oh, well, what do you mean? Like, why why else would I rob a bank? Like, for money. Like, right. banks have money. Right, yeah. Like, that's it. Like, and then you kind of get, like, this more self-indulgence where it's like, you know, he's doing this, one, because he thinks, like, that the system is kind of corrupt. Um, you find out that he's a war veteran, so you factor in like Vietnam. this kind of like, yeah, you factor in this PTSD situation to it where he probably has been fucked over by the government for serving his country. Right. And then you get like the whole thing that like he has a, a whole other family, basically. Right. And he's doing this for gay rights activists 
situation and it's like whoa like there's so much to him right i mean, I mean like the like he's not intending to do it for it but like it no. ends up he ends up becoming like the the poster child for it mm-hmm. and it's there's so many things going on i mean again like you're right like there's just layer upon layer of things going on in this movie and and i know we normally talk about the themes at the end but i feel like it's kind of necessary to talk about it um just because the film the kind of the core of the movie is based upon it. Yeah. And the main theme that I kind of took away from this movie, because there's so many, I mean, there's just so mm-hmm. many things that this thing is, that this film is, um, you know, talking about. And I think it explores a lot in a very short amount of time. Mm-hmm. And you get enough from pretty much all, all of the things that it's trying to talk about where like it causes you to kind of have a conversation, which is great. Um, but the main thing that I kind of wrote down was the, the desperation that he feels and the kind of the sense of responsibility that, mm-hmm. that he has to his family, to his lover, mm-hmm. to his friends, to everybody. Because like it, it really, this movie makes you feel like Sonny literally is holding the weight of the world on his shoulders. Yeah, like even the lines of I'm dying here. Like right. he literally is dying here. Like yeah. he like obviously not actually, but like he He, he literally he, but not literally. <laughs> no, but literally. No, like <laughs> mentally he's dying because like he's he's doing like all of this stuff and trying to figure out this plan in the moment yeah. to try and make everything and everyone happy. Right. It's just and listen man, when 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 he has the conversation with Leon on the phone, it's it's my favorite scene it's, in the film. It's the best scene of the movie, mm-hmm. hands down. And the conversation that they have, listen, me me like on trying to unpack it is just not going to happen mm-hmm. because I'm not going to do it justice. Mm-hmm. But like, you need to just watch the conversation because it's funny. Yeah, it's heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. It's two people who who. Because Leon is so interesting to me, mm-hmm. because Leon, he's he's robbing a he's robbing Sonny is robbing this bank pretty much for Leon, and they're not even together. Leon yeah. wants to break up with him exactly, and Leon is like suffering from depression, mm-hmm. kind of because of him. Yeah, tried to take pills to kill herself. Kill, kill yeah, kill herself because of Sonny, mm-hmm. because of. Uh, it's just it's just like crazy it is is a very toxic relationship but like the thing that i love the most about like that conversation is you get like this up and down with them where it's like they they start to finally talk again and like sunny asks her like hey like you know how are you doing like what's been going on and leon gives like a whole explanation and then you obviously get where it's like you know they build up to like fighting a little bit and then right. they make up and then they're like, you know, why don't, why don't you come with me? It's the full array. You get the exactly. everything. And then they, and, and then you have Sonny talking to his actual wife. Right. And, and, and they hate each other. It's the complete opposite. Yeah. And it was so cool to see. Cause it's like, it's literally like a, maybe a two minute conversation. Whereas Sonny and Leon is like a 10 minute long conversation. Exactly. And the fact is that Leon came down there mm-hmm. and he's like, why didn't you, he's like, why aren't you coming here? And she's coming up with all these excuses. Yeah. And granted they are valid excuses. Like yeah. they're not, they're not bullshit excuses, but like this is the most important thing that could be happening right now. Mm-hmm. And like, 
you're coming up with excuses to not be here. For fuck's and sake, that, his mom even came like right up to yeah, the front door, right. basically. So, like, you know, like that really shows you like where, where, you know, the people in his life lie. Yeah. And he's still doing right by them. He's mm-hmm. still leaving money for the kids, mm-hmm. money for the wife, money for Leon for the surgery, because mm-hmm. that's what this really is all about. Um, and, you know, and even like at the end when he's like, in, even, even if there's money left over. Yeah. Like I'll like whatever, whatever's left over. If there's anything left over after my funeral, after, after my kids get there and my wife get there, um, you know what, what they deserve. If there's anything left over, it's going to Leon. Mm-hmm. And when they have like, kind of like their final goodbye and they're like, you know, it's not really a goodbye. It's maybe a see you later, but it's probably a goodbye. Yeah. It's because just, obviously like yeah, how this is going to turn right, out, and, but and they don't really know exactly what's going to happen. I mean, it's just, it, it, it breaks your heart. Yeah. It's so sad. Exactly. But I love I, I absolutely adore the the reaction. I wish because Justin didn't finish this film with me. She didn't get to the Leon part, mm-hmm. and I wish she did because I've shown this film to like other people, and sitting in the room watching it with them, when 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 he says I want my wife, bring my wife here, mm-hmm. and then they cut to his actual yes, wife with the and cops, she, and she's like she's like you know complaining about mm-hmm. you know he's going crazy, he's losing his mind. I saw he had a gun, blah blah. blah. He's screaming at the kids, blah blah. And then they say, hey, we have his wife here. Mm-hmm. And then Leon comes out and everybody's like, wait, what? Like, yeah, like, the, the face that everyone's making is like, the, what's going the on? The cops here? are like, wait, we went to the right address. Yeah. Like, this is who we said that we should go to. Right. It's just it's so good. And I love the fact that this movie starts right at the bank robbery, because I think mm-hmm. a lot of bank robbery films have an issue with starting it like halfway through. Well, not well, not yeah, exactly, right? Like they they try to build your their characters in the beginning, mm-hmm. right? You you have whatever a two hour long film or even an hour and a half long movie. The first the first half hour is your character development. Then the bank robbery happens, and then they try to finish off the char- the character development. Mm-hmm. You know, at the end, um, and this movie gets right into the bank robbery from the beginning, and then you have just two hours of yeah. character development, and that's I think what really makes this movie like. The, the you know the 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 basically masterpiece that it is yeah because like you are finding out who these characters are in the midst of everything right. that's going on and you you learn about everybody man mm-hmm. you, you even learn about like some of the the whatever girls that are just like there mm-hmm. like you 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 the one girl that like is talking to her husband and she's yeah. like talking about the baby and whatever like and and I love the idea of like at the end of this, you know, one towards like the middle of this movie when they kind of all realize that the bank is kind of their home for right now. Yeah. You know, like they they kind of are like a family. Yeah. Even the manager when it's like, you know, he because he, he's diabetic and like he gets like a sugar shock basically and they bring the doctor in and he's like, yeah, you should probably get him out of here. And he, even the, the manager is like, no, I'm staying through the end. It's like at that point, like, you know. You're a hostage, right. but you're willing to stay this out. Yeah. And that's why, like, one of the themes that I took away was, like, it's it's not quite Stockholm Syndrome, but, like, it's a form of it. Like, I don't know where you would place it in here that, like, it is kind of this whole thing of, like, robbers and the captives, like, becoming intertwined. Right. Um. I mean, that was just, like, a literal, like, physical observation right. from it. Right, I mean, but, like Sonny is not 
a bad guy. No, he's doing this he's for people. D- right. Sal is the bad guy. Sal is the psychopath. Yeah, like, like, I don't trust Sal. Like, somewhere in between, like, him and that third guy that they had, where it's like he chickened out. Like, out the afro right yeah, at the beginning and like, he leaves. Had you mixed, like, Sal and him together, you would have had, like, a better partner for Sonny, but... Yeah, but Sal is, like, just this... He's ready to fucking go. Mm-hmm. Like, and... And he doesn't have a lot of... I, I feel like, too, he could have, like, used a few more lines in the film. Yeah. Because it's like you kind of... You're, you're getting one-dimensional of him, and you're getting tenfold of Sonny. Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, again, like, they, they, they stayed pretty true to, you know, the, the story of, mm-hmm. like, you know, what actually happened. So... I guess my, my if I had, like, any complaints, it would be a little bit about Sal. Because it's Sal is clearly a psychopath and mm-hmm. like willing to do whatever but he never actually gets like the opportunity to like yeah. prove that he's a psychopath like there's and like, it could have been a little bit more impactful like if he if he actually like killed somebody yeah. shot somebody and like granted you know again it didn't happen mm-hmm. so i i do appreciate that they maybe didn't take the liberty to just like you know make him kill somebody when they did, in reality he didn't yeah but in a movie I, standpoint. But like, yeah, like watching a film, it's like maybe, mm-hmm. maybe you could have because it would have just made it like a little bit more of like a dynamic thing. But then you have to also understand that the whole, the entire film would have changed because mm-hmm. if he shot somebody. Then that's one less person that like actually was a part of this. Well, well, not even that. It's like if he shot somebody, then you wouldn't get to the point where if, if, if somebody got shot. Mm hmm. They would have came in. Yeah, Poli- exactly. Police are coming in, and, like, the whole thing would have just been a, a disaster. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's not what happens. Like, it's, like, you get, like, the really cool day all come out in, like, that blob. Yes. And then they go into the fucking the taxi or the, the limousine, mm-hmm. and then they go to the airplane. It's, like, none of that would have happened if Sal shot somebody in the bank. Because no, then, then the police are just going to come kicking down the door. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they, it does seem like they were kind of, like, building to it because you could see the tension building between Sal and Sonny. Yeah. Because Sal just really did not like the way that Sonny was going about this. Right. But, again, based on a true story, yeah. we got to kind of, like, follow something. Yeah. Um, Something that I really liked, too, that was, like, really, really subtle in this film was the, the camera use in this film that it's always... It's, it's literally one of two things. It's either a panned out shot of like the entire scene right. or it's like zoomed up, up close, close <laughs> where it's like you can feel their breath yeah. on you. <laughs> and like there were like three points where like there was a there was a moment where like Sonny was on the phone with um with the cops and it was just like zoomed in like right up close and it just felt so personal. Yeah. Like you're literally right there with him. Like you're feeling the emotion that he's going through. Yeah. And I was like, that's a really cool idea. And you wouldn't normally expect that out of like one, a movie that came out during the seventies. Right. And then two, a bank robbery film. Yeah. It's, it's also interesting what, uh, like the idea of that, that B roll in the beginning of the film, mm-hmm. because, it almost makes you not realize that the movie started. Yeah. Because, like, there's just, like, random shots mm-hmm. of, like, you know, just the city, the beach, construction workers, whatever. And then you're just, like, on the side street and your guy with the afro mm-hmm. gets out of the car. And you're, like, waiting for the next scene yeah, to happen. Yeah, and then you're yeah. waiting. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, no, 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 this is the movie. Yeah. That's Al Pacino now. Yeah. <laughs> and then, I, like, they get out. It's like, okay, that's really cool. I, mm-hmm. it, I think it really works for, like, making it feel like this is one person's story in mm-hmm. this massive city exactly and i liked that too because like if you notice like in the beginning of like that kind of montage it's very much like 
poverty rich, poverty rich in the city. And it kind of like foreshadowed the entire story where it's like, you know, again, you have Sonny and Sal who are coming from more of like a blue collar working class where it's like, oh, like we can't get union papers. So we can't work like a normal like union job. And like, what's the point of getting like a retail job? Because like you can't pay for anything with that. Yeah. And then you know you have like a situation where it's like the bank that's for rich people like right it's very cool like a very like subtle metaphor like from the beginning shot yeah i also it's so interesting because like leon's sex surgery was like twenty five hundred dollars mm-hmm. it's like 1975 like twenty five hundred dollars is so much money yeah and now it's just like i think it's like what is it like twenty five thousand now? Like I, I honestly think it is. It's like so insane mm-hmm. to like think like wow he was robbing this bank for twenty five hundred dollars yeah. <laughs> and like that may, that kind of ages it a little bit. Mm-hmm. But well, even so, what they got out of the bank from the beginning was like what like a thousand dollars something. Yeah, like that? I don't know. No, like, he he got more than that, but he definitely like I, I listen straight up like this movie is almost a comedy in the beginning oh yeah because like everything just keeps going mm-hmm. wrong and like even like like when sal and sunny are trying to talk to each other yes. but they're like behind the pole the poles mm-hmm. so like they're like looking yeah. for each other and he's like where are you go come over here and like they look at each other i was even waiting for them to be like yo don't say my actual name because <laughs> they immediately they're just saying each other's names yeah it's just like there's just so much to love about this film the uh the the use of music is really great mm-hmm. um I love the chaos. I think, again, I mentioned that in the beginning is just like the chaos of this film, I think, is really where the movie excels because it really makes you feel like you're in the situation with them. Like mm-hmm. the amount of people that are in the streets, the 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 thing that also is interesting is how smart Sonny is. Yeah, he knows everything. So he worked in a bank, he says, and like he knows all the like the in and out of the bank. He knows what bills are marked, what bills are going to be like, you know, ones that have like that, that, that can be traced back to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he pretty much just made one fatal flaw, which was going on the wrong day. Yeah. Thinking that there was a money delivery when it was actually a money pickup. Mm-hmm. So the vault was empty. Yeah. Which was really like the only thing, because again, if that wasn't the case, he would have been out in 10 minutes, right? Put the money in the bag and then mm-hmm. we're out. Maybe too, like, setting the the receipt book on fire right yeah that's like the only other thing right. but like like you could have taken that with you yeah but yeah like i mean even like at the end when like he realizes that the guy that's dropping off like is the, a cop the, it's yeah. so smart i know it's like no no no. i'm not taking you you're yeah. a cop get yeah, the yeah. fuck out of here yeah it's like it's so well done yeah um it also was super informative too because like i've always kind of wondered that where like in a, a hostage situation and like you'd start to negotiate and like they're always like oh i want a plane i want a helicopter to get me out of here it's like obviously you're not actually getting that like they're gonna do something where it's like right. they stop you at some point but it's like where does that go to like what point do you get it where it's like okay you're under arrest we got you right and it was like i feel like as soon as they left the bank while it was a cool idea to have them like all like all the hostages, in, yeah. yeah, like it was very smart because it's like oh obviously nobody's gonna shoot them there, but it's like as soon as you get inside the car, what's to stop the cops from like just bum rushing from each side? 
Right, but they have guns. Well, yeah. So, like, the, the thing that's stopping them is that Sal could just start shooting all the people in the car. Well, yeah, but, like, which 478 cops well, versus yeah. two guys with guns, like, it, it kind of stops them. I guess a little bit, but, like, taking that chance of, of like, losing a civilian life is, mm-hmm. like, not worth it. Yeah. So that's why they, they really take their time with it and they plot it out perfectly, right? Yeah. Because that ending is great, man. Yeah, like, the... I, Again, one fatal flaw that Sonny made was he didn't check the side right there. Right, yeah. Because at that point, the driver's door was already open from the guy with the afro. So it's like he didn't see that little spot. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they even threw in a little racial profiling in there, too. Of course. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they drive they drive to the airport and and, like, you're almost led to believe like this, they might get away with mm-hmm. this. Like they might get like this. Listen, like, I don't know what's going to happen. Like once they get on the plane, but they might get in that fucking plane. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, either that or Sal was going to fuck up and they were going to hit a bump and then shoot, shoot yeah, the driver right, by accident. Yeah. But they, but I thought that was very smart paying off. Like mm-hmm. that was a really smart bread trail yeah. of, of that detective saying in the beginning, Sal, I really need you to, to keep your gun pointed up so you don't accidentally shoot me in the head. Mm-hmm. And Sal listens and then he says it again to him and then they drive there and then right at the end he goes, Sal, we really, really don't want a mistake right now. Please put your gun in the air so we don't have any accidents. And as soon as he points it up, he fucking, yeah, Mm -hmm. it's just like the, the, the the setup and the payoff for that is perfect. Mm -hmm. And, and it's just iconic. And then, you know, at the end, and then, and then it's it, they get arrested and it's over. And then you just got fucking Sonny watching his Mm -hmm friend get pulled away and then on the stretcher and all the all the girls get released uh it was close though it was. almost made it yeah, so close uh and yeah i mean it's a great film i think it's really 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 iconic and it deserves like the classic status that it that it has um mm. i think al pacino is absolutely incredible i think john as uh sal is great um he he's always good though i, I really like though yeah. i really like the way john delivers his lines yeah like he, he makes it he makes it seem so effortless. Like he, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like Al Pacino is great in this movie, but you know, he's an actor and like he's yeah. acting like he's, he's just, he's, he's Al Pacino, like yeah. in full throttle in this. And John just has a way of delivering his lines where it really just feels like him talking. Him, yeah. He's just saying these things. Like these are his thoughts. Even like his mannerisms, his body movement. I think he's great. It's too bad that he, that he's no longer here. I know. And it, it was really ironic too. Cause it's like that one, like actual like dialogue scene that he had where he's talking to, I forgot her name, like the head, like, uh, teller, but like she asked for a cigarette and he says like, no, yeah, yeah, I don't right. smoke. And turns out he was a heavy smoker and then died. Like I think three years after this movie came out yeah. from lung cancer. But, um, but even too like that that whole dialogue where it's like you know he doesn't put anything like bad in his body and he he tells her that she's weak for that yeah and it's like one psychopath two <laughs> yeah you can see it where it's like he really just kind of like talks he doesn't act he just yeah, talks he's just he's he's great man mm-hmm. he really is it's it's unfortunate that he never got like any really recognition from like the academy because. That like in the seventies, in my opinion, like that's when the academy was actually like good. Yeah, and like you know, uh, and, and to be a part of like Godfather one and two, Deer Hunter, and this, and like, like to that's... never get a to never get anything is like insane to me because I think he deserves it. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, and the thing the thing that also really pisses me off is like nobody knows his fucking name. Yeah, like 
if any if you show a picture of him to to anybody, they're just gonna be like, "That's Fredo." <laughs> like, yeah, but what what's the actor's name? Mm-hmm. Right? That, that, that's Fredo. Like, yeah. that's like, you know, it's just like so unfortunate. It's like John Krasinski. It's like, no, that's Jim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it's just like it's unfortunate because I think that he really, really does a great job in everything that he's in, um, and I just wish that he got more recognition. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's it's nine a, and a half buses of cops. <laughs> it's a great movie um i don't know i mean again there's so many themes uh you didn't really go over any any themes that you like yeah said, I mean, like hey these are themes that i want to go over um i mean i kind of did a little bit like that stockholm syndrome situation uh poverty versus privilege yeah um homosexuality and freedom of expression and then like sprinkled in a little bit is like that trauma of war because like I, they don't outright say it, but you kind of do feel like Sonny suffers from a bit of yeah, PTSD. I, yeah, I mean, the big thing for me, like uh, besides the kind of like the desperation, like of 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 a man and him like trying to, again, like literally holding what feels like the weight of the world on his shoulders, and him just trying to like you know not drown, mm-hmm. um, is you know how we treat our our vets. Yeah, right. Like it's just one of those things. Um, uh, and, and, you know, there's so many of them that are homeless and then like this movie addresses like why this person went, defended our country, did that, you know, and, and did like literally the bravest thing that you could ever do. Mm-hmm. And then they come back home and they're treated like garbage and he can't even get like a, well, like a decent paying job. Yeah. It's really, really unfortunate. Um, and that kind of leads into, uh, by the way, yeah, nine and a half for me pretty much mm-hmm. too. Um, that leads into my recommendation. Um, so uh, as of right now, my current job, uh, is we, we, I don't remember, you know, like those like Legion, like they're bars, but they're like only for vets. Um, yes. Like the, uh, VFT stuff. I guess. Yeah. I don't know exactly what they're called. They're they're but they're like bars and like hangouts just for, um, veterans. Mm -hmm. And, um, recently my job, we, we did like a bit, they, they like, they got like some type of grant and they, and they were able to like afford to like kind of redo mm-hmm. um, one kind of local to where we live. And these guys are the best. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, they're so like, like you veterans. go, yeah, they're just so mm-hmm. cool and down to earth and they ride motorcycles and they're, and they were so nice. And they were like, oh, you guys are members now. Like, <laughs> oh, really? they were like, they're like, anytime you want to come by, get a drink, come on in. Like, it's pretty cool. And like, they're just so cool. But, um, they, they like have donations mm-hmm. and I just wanted to like recommend potentially like donating to like them. Um, because, and not like, not like out, like the one that I'm talking about specifically, but like your own one, like mm-hmm. the, the local places where you guys live. Um, because they're all over the place and you go into a lot of these places and they're like kind of run down and they're mm-hmm. kind of shitty. Kind of like a dive bar situation. Yeah. For the most and part. like they kind and like these guys fucking are fighting for your country. And then they, they like, you know, and they have like a hangout, where they where it's like only people who can relate and understand like the shit that they've gone through are there mm-hmm. and the bar is just like shitty. Yeah. It's like, you know, so I think donating to um to just like help them out and like support veterans who 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 came back and like serve the country um is important and it's something that we should do. Uh and it's something that I think on a day-to-day basis a lot of us kind of overlook and like don't think about because Zach and I live in America. And uh, we have a democratic state and mm-hmm. we are a country and we, you know, we, we have freedom. But the only reason why we have freedom is because of those men and women. Yeah. So uh, just wanted to recommend potentially, if you can, donating to those, you know, uh, donating to the vets because uh, they definitely deserve it. Zach, 
What are we doing next? That was very patriotic, Frank. Um, so for our discussion, we are going to be doing movies that we feel like we cannot watch more than once, uh, whether that be they're disturbing, they're horrible, they're <laughs> out of this world. Just any movie that you feel like you can't watch more than once. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, all right, Zach, take us out. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Now, Frank, no alarms.